welcome to Career Tools. Today's cast, how to get training budget, part two. As I was traveling on business when Mark recorded this show, Mark's going to conclude his remarks on how to approach your manager in order to get training budget. Here we go. Number three is a huge point relative to cost, and people miss this, and that's cover yourself. One of your manager's concerns, once she's over the sticker shock, uh, is you being out of the office for a day or two days or even a week. Um, We know, we at Career Tools know you're essential to your team, and your manager is going to be concerned about who's going to do your work who's going to look after your clients, how the process is going to flow without you there, who's, who's approving things since you're not here, how that program is going to be written on time, whatever the case might be. Again here, the art of persuasion is to preempt concerns. This is called handling objections early. And reassure your manager um, that, that you, you have the best interest of the company at heart. And the best interest of the company in the most short-term world of all is you doing your work every single day. Uh, and, and Saturday and Sunday too, by the way. Your manager wants to know some simple stuff that you should already have worked out. How are you going to reschedule your work that may have been already previously scheduled? How are you going to decide on who's going to be the customer's point of contact? How are you going to make sure that, you know, tell us how they're going to make sure they're going to be there in the office at the time, right? We need to demonstrate to our boss that this time out of the office was is not going to cause any disruption in the service we provide to the company. Because remember, the company's still paying you while you're gone on top of the cost, and so therefore you're obligated to continue your work. For a long time, we've had a policy here that uh, you have unlimited sick days, unlimited personal days, unlimited vacation days. All we ask is the work gets done. So if you want to be out, that's fine. Just make sure the work gets done. Uh, what we want is your manager, we're telling you, your focus should be on making sure your manager knows there will, it will be as if you are not gone. Or put it a little bit more differently, your manager wants to know you've thought about it from her perspective and it's clear you're doing everything you can to mitigate your app, mitigate the impact of your absence. Uh, Another way of thinking about anything he or she might be concerned about, you've already thought of and you've solved solved it in advance. Number four, present your case. Uh, It sounds easy enough, right? Hey, I want to go to training. It's $2,000. I'll be gone for a few days. Look, you've done all this research. Okay. We recommend you use the Career Tools Decision Brief Model, S-O-C-R-R, Situation, we call it soccer, even though it's spelled wrong. Uh, uh, Situation, Options, Comparison, Recommendation, Request. Okay. A, A minor point here before we get into the soccer model, and that is, if your manager tends to be an in-writing guy or a, a let-me-see-the-data kind of person, uh, send this information ahead of time in, in, in a Word document or in a PowerPoint. Uh, let him or her digest this information, and then you present the research uh, in, in the model. Um, if they tend to be a, a listener, and we've got a podcast on how to tell your, whether your boss is a reader or a listener, then you can bring this data with you, bring a, a set of slides, and, and ask time for your boss. The first thing, though, going back a step, I got ahead of myself here. The first thing to do is ask your boss for 15 to 30 minutes on his or her calendar. Uh, tell them what it's for. I'm amazed that people allow things to be in Hey, I'd like time with you. What are we going to talk about? Well, I'll let you know when we're there. Hmm. Not a good plan. 
so ask for time on your boss's calendar to request training. And look, by the way, if your boss says no to that and says, no, I'm not going to give you training, you know, probably the best thing to do is walk away. Uh, I would probably respond to that by saying, hey, I just want to let you know I've done the decision brief. I just want you to know it's there. No need to look at it, but here it is. I've done the comparison for you. Uh, if your boss doesn't want to look, I wouldn't necessarily assume that your boss is being brusque and, and rude. Uh, it may be that he or she knows that in the next month all budgets are going to be cut. Please don't assume that if your boss says no preemptorily, but nevertheless, uh, it could happen. Just don't think that you can get on your boss's calendar or that it's professional to ask for time on your boss's calendar without saying what it is. I, w- I was recently with a, a very senior executive who knew the person who was on their calendar actually was a, a customer, but didn't know why the customer was coming. Um, I, I would have recommended uh, this particular executive go back to the person who scheduled it and say, hey, look, that's not the way we do things. Uh, you, you owe me some sort of insight so I can prepare, so I can be professional when I'm with this client, and certainly with an internal person as well. Okay, so how would we apply the soccer model? Let's take it through step by step. And we're not going to go through it in detail because this is the, uh, we, we've got an entire podcast, uh, our guide, we have an entire set of guidance on how to give a decision briefing. But the, but the uh, five parts of the model are situation, options, comparison, recommendation, and request. The first thing is the situation, and you start by saying the purpose of this conversation is to get a decision from you regarding me attending training. Okay, and then you go on and and you basically share the basic situation and facts with your manager. Okay, you're not giving history. You're basically saying, hey, uh, the situation is this. I, I want to go to some training. I need some training in this area because of this situation with a coworker, this situation with an internal customer, this situation with an external customer, my future development, my development plan, the plans for this department, and those kind of things. Make a, Describe a situation in which, to some degree, the purpose of the briefing, the gap between where you are and where you believe the training will get you. Okay. Next is option. After you frame the situation, you're basically going to describe the options being considered in your in this decision briefing, uh, and there needs to be at least two, but frankly, uh, two is a minimum, and I would recommend three. The first one is no training at all. Okay. The second one is the training you want to go through to, and the third one is some different training that does roughly the same thing. I worry a little bit sometimes when people say, I need X, and there's training that'll give me X, and it sounds like when I listen to their I need X, it sounds like they're describing only one potential training. It's like a, a no-bid contract in the government where only one company can possibly provide these kind of services. For most training in the world, there are multiple providers. Now, that said, there may be only one provider that your company has agreed to, and that's fine. But sometimes it's good to have a third option, which is some other provider, some other way for you to get the kind of uh, uh, development you need that this training that you want to go to provides. Uh, Basically, at the point where you're describing options, we're not getting into uh, the, the pluses and minuses of each of the options yet. This is a very short step describing option one, option two, option three. Option one is no training at all. Option two is training A. Uh, and it probably would list uh, the company and uh, um, where it is and the dates, if you will. And option three is training B, which shows the, the similar information. It's a very high level comparison of the different options. You're not going to describe the analysis you're going to use. Um, 
uh, all you're going to do is say, here are the options I considered. Okay. If you get into the criteria you're going to use to evaluate them, or if you get into the pluses and minuses now, that means you're going to get into your analysis and, and it biases the discussion if you start describing pluses and minuses of the options before all options are on the table. So put all three options on the table fairly quickly. Say, so here are the three options I looked about, look at it. And, and, and we said no training at all. That's what we call the status quo option. And a lot of people leave that out in every decision briefing. And, and the key there is when you include the status quo, it becomes obvious the choice isn't between two options here, right? Training A and training B, um, but rather three, okay? Just because if you leave out the status quo and, and managers or executives don't feel that you're doing a fair comparison between what is now, you're going to be you're going to be sending a message saying the status quo is wrong and that isn't obvious to the manager because he hasn't solved it yet so make sure you give your boss an out in terms of the status quo in other words if you ask for a decision between a and b he may have to disappoint you by saying i choose neither whereas if you give a choice between a b and c and a is the status quo he can say i'm sorry i'm going to choose option a and then you've gotten your decision and your boss has saved face uh, he, he, may, he may have a very good reason, or he may not, and he may share it, or he may not. But that way, you get a decision. A lot of times, if you leave out the status quo, you end up getting no decision, because he doesn't want to decide between A and B, your two training options. He wants to leave it as is. And some managers are that way. The next step is really where you get into comparing the options. It's a comparison step, uh, the C step of the, of the model. And you compare the options you've presented. Now, before that, you want to detail the criteria you're going to use from the comparison. Certainly cost matters, time matters. Um, if you want to be credible in a recommendation, now mind you, a decision briefing incur includes a recommendation. If you, if you remember the SOCRR, one of those R's is recommendation. Okay. Uh, if you want a recommendation to be credible, you've got to include the three key components, the options, the criteria, which are going to be applied to everything, and an honest comparison. You just don't want to be caught with your thumb on the scales, if you will. So you lay out the criteria, and it includes those things that we've already talked about and anything else. Okay. Please include the criteria of zero cost and no reduction in quality of work because you won't be out in the event of the status quo, option A. Uh, you may pick three criteria, you may pick five, you may pick 10, but you know, 10 is probably too many. And obviously cost is going to be one of them when it comes to training. Okay. And, and, and basically what you've got to do is compare Alpha, Bravo, and Charlie against the three or four or five or 10 criteria that you choose. That's a very uh, straightforward analysis of pluses and minuses of each option against the criteria. Number five is recommendation, right? You, you've, you've basically uh, shared the options and the comparison, and now it, you basically discuss what conclusion you draw from your, uh, from your comparison, okay? And, and I'm sorry, I said five, it really should be step four, because there are five steps. The first three are situation options comparison. Step four is recommendation, and step six, step five is is uh, request. In step five, you say, based on this analysis, I recommend this because I weight this more heavily or that more heavily or what have you. And then lastly, the request, which is uh, the final step, step five in the soccer model. And it's really, really simple. It seems old fashioned, but it's necessary. 
you actually ask for the decision. You say, okay, boss, I've recommended option B. What's your decision? It's, it's that simple. I probably spent too long here in a little bit more detail, but I know there's some of you that haven't listened to the decision brief. I encourage you to go back to listen to our, our, rec, our guidance on how to give a decision briefing, or if you're a premium content member, obviously you don't have to listen to my voice again. Uh, you can uh, just read the uh, premium content on how to give a decision briefing. So that's the way you ask, if you will, for a training budget. You make a, you put together a decision brief. Okay. Point five, if you get a yes, well done. And what you've got to do now is report back, okay? It's great when persuasion works. And frankly, if you ever asked for your boss for something and didn't really prepare for it and got told no, you know that sting. And if you got told yes, you probably didn't feel all that great. You thought Man, that wasn't that big a deal. It really feels good when you've been told no and you've done it pretty simply before that, and then you take it up a notch, you follow a more professional approach to your persuasive efforts, and you get a yes where, in fact, you think you might not have gotten a yes before. The first time you get a yes using this model, you're going to say to yourself, I like this model. I want to do more of it. It's a self-licking ice cream cone in the way it is. Uh, nevertheless, um, if you've gotten it, well done, and now more work for you, you've got to follow up. Uh, and look, this is something professionals do. They follow up, they close loops, and they ensure that what they said would happen actually did happen. I had a senior person I worked for once in the military tell me, Mark, the difference between lieutenants, the lowest ranking officer in the U.S. military, the difference between lieutenants and captains is that lieutenants don't follow up and captains do. And then he paused and he kind of winked at me because I was a lieutenant. And I think I was getting a, a butt chewing, frankly. And then he said, and the difference between colonels and captains is that captains follow up and colonels follow up well. And to tell you the truth, that's been pretty true in, in my experience. Now, those of you who are high C's probably started following up in the beginning of your career, but the vast majority of us aren't as detail conscious as you. And so therefore, we need to learn a thing or two from you. We recommend when it comes to following up on, on attending the training, uh, that you follow up at four points. Immediately after you return, once you've caught up, uh, and then short and long term, because remember, you included in your, in your persuasive efforts the short and long term benefits of the training. Okay, um, That's the way you prove that the investment actually had the return that you persuaded your boss that it would have. Immediately after, you, you let your boss know uh, how it, of course, went, who you met, what you learned, and whether the benefits you expected will actually be realized. It's possible you could go and say, I'm really sorry, I owe you. This is a complete disaster. The company wasn't professional. We didn't do what we were supposed to do. And at 6 o'clock on the day that they said we'd be done at 5, we were still working. We were halfway through the day, and I had to go because otherwise I would incur additional costs, and I didn't know when they'd be done. And... If for some reason you're not going to get the benefits, you got to tell your boss right away so that he understands that you weren't trying to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Hopefully, thereafter, you'll quickly debrief your colleagues and you're going to get caught up on all your work. Hopefully, your boss will let you debrief your colleagues on the experience. And frankly, managers, if you're listening, expect everybody who goes to a given training to, rec to, to brief everyone else because they say you don't learn something until you have to have to actually have to teach it. So expect your folks to come back and talk to their associates and you brief everybody. Perhaps it's just five or 10 minutes in a, in a staff meeting. Here's what I went for. Here's what I learned. Here's how you're going to see me behaving differently because of it. 
Everybody benefits. You get to see your direct in action if you're a manager. And it makes it much more likely that a direct will be more willing to engage in the behaviors if they brief that, in fact, they're going to engage in the behaviors. Once you've caught up, though, let your boss know again you've caught up. Don't you know you, you you've got to follow up. You know, in the in the hour or two that when you come back to the to the office, what happened? What went wrong? Were there any issues? Were there any problems? Are we back on track? When will we be back on track? What do I need to be involved in? What problems do I need to solve? What emails do I need to follow up on? If you said you'd be caught up in two days, make sure you are. If in fact you had people covering for you, you've got to go talk to each of those people and validate that there weren't problems that came up um, that either they didn't solve or that you don't need to be involved in. Showing you can be out of the office and by professionally planning ahead and then following up afterwards to minimize the effect means that you're more likely to be allowed out again on training. If that feels a little bit like being a teenager and asking your parents for the car late at night, then that's a good feeling. You're absolutely right. Okay, so okay, so those are the first two points, immediately after and then once you've caught up, but now you've got short and long-term benefits to brief on as well. Make sure that you follow up, and that means probably taking notes on what you believe the intent of the, the course was and what the short and long-term benefits were, so you can touch base with your boss and say, look, it's been a month, here's what I said I'd have, and here's where we are, here's the differences, here's how I think I reduced the conflict with the team, Here's how my coding is improved. Here's how we're moved forward on the quality program. We've got off, the, off that stuck issue we had before and so on. Uh, long-term, touch base again. Hey, by the way, I just want to let you know, I promise long-term benefits of X. Here's where I'm seeing the benefits. Uh, now, note here, we haven't told you how to follow up, right? The method, method you use to report back to your manager is going to depend upon his or her communication styles, their, their preference. That's his, his style, not yours, okay? If he's an email and a 15 attachments type of manager, report him that way. If he tends to want a two-minute up, two update in the corridor the way I would, do that. Look, folks, if I were your manager, I trust you. Just send me a note. It did what I said it would do. Here are, my, here are the benefits. Boom, boom, boom. Great. I'm done. Uh, if you listen to our, our casts about uh, disk profiles, behavioral and communication styles, You'll know that communication is what the listener does, and the closer you are to the listener's communication style, the more likely it is your message is going to be heard. If you send me a long email with multiple attachments, I will get bogged down in it. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's who I am. If you try to brief Mike in one minute, he's going to want to ask you questions, and he's going to expect you to send him a, uh, an attachment as well. Okay. But sometimes you're going to ask, you're going to be professional, and you're going to be told no. And our recommendation there is swallow it and don't make a fuss. You don't win every battle. You don't win every war. It's okay. It, it, you'll probably feel better about losing, even though it took you some time, when you professionally prepared for it. Because your boss's reason for saying no will probably be made much more clear because he will see you as deserving a more detailed answer. Look, when it comes down to it, there are budget constraints. There is training you might need and your boss, might, boss may want to give you, but he just can't. Um, there are some bosses who, frankly, just don't want you to have what you want, and maybe that's not fair, but that fairness wasn't part of the deal. This is not fairness tools. <laughs> um, the worst reaction to being told no is to argue. But I made it clear to you what the benefits were, right? The next worst thing is to, to moan, to complain, uh, and the worst of all probably is to complain to your buddies, your coworkers, your peers, um, Remember, at the beginning of the cast, we tried, we're, we're trying to get evidence here to allow your boss to persuade his boss or to be persuasive to the organization about the request. We're trying to make him or her, help him or her make the case. We're supportive. 
This is the job of a direct, in part, to be supportive of the boss, to help the boss achieve the organizational submission uh, that exists. Why now, when we don't get what we want, will we undermine him or her? Why make him look bad in front of our peers? Uh, It's not supportive. It's not professional. Don't do it. Uh, Keep quiet. Stay frosty. Live to fight another day. It may not be next week or next month, but next quarter, try again. Okay. A couple of simple recommendations here. We, we recommend when it comes to asking for training budgets, just asking, just assuming, doesn't work. You've got to prepare a case with cost and applicability, short and long-term benefits, and some testimonials as well. Uh, make sure you get cover while you're gone. You've got to present using, we recommend, the Career Tools Decision Brief model, which is Situation, Options, Criteria, Recommendation, and Request, S-O-C-R-R, five points. Uh, if you get a yes, well done. You've got to report it four steps on the process going, going forward. And if you get a no, um, keep quiet, stay frosty, keep your powder dry. There's always next quarter. Thanks for listening. Sorry it was just my voice this week. Take care. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Hope you have a great one. And we'll see you in the discussion forums, www.managertools.com forward slash forums. We'll see you there. So long, folks.